Hi, Dan. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing today? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I've been here trying to play old songs with you all day. <laughs> That's true. What about before that? <clears throat> um, before that, I have been doing not much. I've been doing some writing with you on a separate occasion. This is very true. We've kind of yeah. had a little project on the side, just little... writing some songs with some friends. Mm-hmm. Called Glumflower, if you fancy checking it out. Yeah, yeah. With two R's at the end. Two. Yeah, it is on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, just it's just a ball of fun it's a ball of fun it's a ball of fun (laughs) i'm having fun (laughs) with our friend portia who is undoubtedly one of the best singers and the best looking people i think that we have in our lives so she's kind of set for stardom really and we're just on our coattails (laughs) we're just riding on the collar uh speaking of coattails hmm borrowed does that make any sense yeah, no <laughs> not at all speaking of radiators borrowed <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um borrowed mm-hmm. let's get into it let's get in the nitty-gritty yeah, okay. what is borrowed about tell me make me feel what the song is about <laughs> what is this i don't know okay borrowed uh it's essentially about the kind i mean as classic as i can get with my songwriting and who i am it's kind of bleak. Mm-hmm. But then I think, you know, what's the, the main thing that Buddhists say? Life is suffering. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> and who are, we to, who are we to fight the Buddhists? <laughs> so the bottom line is essentially, like, we're all going to die. <laughs> we are all going yeah. to die. Like, so let's borrow not... everything you can find Except, well, and no, never give it back. Literally everything in your life is borrowed. Mm-hmm. Like, all your money, mm-hmm. your family your house everything and yes that sounds bleak as fuck and it's actually really depressing but Mm. when i had the realization that like you cannot take anything with you when you go and like even relationships you want to keep them like especially as this whole album has kind of like preluded to is that the right word alluded to my anxious attachment style it's been a big learning curve for me to realize that even the things that the things that I love the most will still be taken away no matter how much I love them. Um, so yeah, hard hard to learn that lesson, but actually really liberating once you do learn it because you're like, okay, well, I can just enjoy it for the moment. And if I think about, I'm like borrowing my dog for mm-hmm. 10, 11 years, or I'm borrowing a human and having a relationship with them, but someday they might need to go on a different journey. It just feels a bit, a bit more enjoyable i guess you're not completely um just drowning in sadness all the time mm. that they're going to be taken away yeah i mean you still are because that is life and that is being a human but i think to kind of remind yourself of that as much as possible in a in a not depressing kill yourself kind of in way. a sort of way that makes you appreciate the moments much more because they are sort of temporary and fleeting yeah. And when we say temporary, I don't mean like it's like the dog's going to die tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> better not, Wiggy. You better fucking not, mate. Um, high Christ. Yeah. No, I like that. It's, um, I mean, it, I was very attached to it the second you played it. I, I, around the time we wrote the album, you were sending like a lot of songs through. And there were some real gems in there. And there were some which we were both a bit like, eh, it could be cool. But there's more in there. And then Borrowed was one I instantly fell in love with. And you played it so many different times. You sent me like four demos. You're like, it could be like this. Or... It could be like this. And then there would be one being on a guitar and one's on like a Rhodes and one's on a piano. And like, I just remember thinking like a good song is one that can transfer to different instruments. And um, and then we got together. We went back to Barnstable. Uh, it wasn't Barnstable. It was opposite way. Dunstan Farm in Doncaster. Right. Where we wrote most of Postcards. Um, And I'm pretty sure that was the first time together we tinkered with it. 
And when I say tinkered, I mean, you'd written the full song, but we kind of jammed it and kind of got a, a sense and a vibe of it. And I remember just both of us being like pretty buzzed on music and just like playing it over and over again. You were on the piano. I put like a drum beat on. I had I was playing some like mad electric guitar that definitely never made it onto the actual track. <laughs> um, but I think songwriting's good like that. But you can sort of, you're not playing the version it's going to be recorded to. You're, you're feeling the song yeah. as as it feels good and that sometimes is very different to what gets put down yeah i think Um, that's important as well for the like the creative process is to kind of like find what it means to you as like two band members two best friends mm. two people playing it together to find that bit where it's like you can look at each other and be like yes 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 this feels amazing this Mm -hmm. feels good Mm -hmm. um and especially with like songs that maybe come fully fleshed or like mostly fleshed it takes time for the to it to become a metal arc thing, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it means jamming it over and over again. But that's almost like the most fun bit because then we find it together and we're like, yeah. "Oh my god, that is how it should sound and be." Yeah, totally. I feel like there's an obsession that happens in songwriting, and that's when you know you've got something. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good, but something you feel. Yes, because a song is only good if you feel what it what it means to play it and what it means to sing it and to to resonate those lyrics. And yeah, it's just it was a beautiful experience. And and I kind of. <clears throat> I kind of love that about songwriting in general because it ties back into the borrowing things like mm. you you very much kind of like get that creative process you get to enjoy that once in a lifetime genuinely once mm. in a lifetime experience of writing that song and you're borrowing it because eventually you're going to give it back away to the world mm-hmm. and then they can do what they want with it but like that creative process is very, very, it's a very small amount of time in the grand scheme of things, and it only happens once for one song. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, there's something really cool about that. Yeah, borrowing it's, music. I mean, I don't have a child, but I imagine you know when parents talk about they they want the baby back. You know, it's sometimes you want that initial version. It can't exist again. Even even if we and you got to the piano now and I played the guitar and we played it exactly as we played it that first day we wrote it, it would never feel like it did in that moment. The freshness of it, the kind of newness. Um, it's one thing I love about songwriting is that it, that it doesn't last very long, that feeling. And as soon as you record it a couple of times or you start playing it more, you, that feeling goes away and it becomes the song that everyone mm-hmm. else is going to have. But when you make it, it's it's so pure for so short amount of time. And yeah. I, I just, I can indulge in that forever. It's like my favorite part of being a musician. 100%. And um, it's also so tied into like the people who we were back then. Like mm. it's not going to feel the same now also because we've grown a bit and had different life experiences where, whereas for back then it was clearly very special for that moment and those people specifically in those mm-hmm. times you know? yeah yeah totally and then i think like so then we took it to re- into the recording process and i remember because we jammed it so aggressively <laughs> when we first wrote it and it would be fun to actually find that demo and play a bit of it on on instagram at some point um just because it was quite a gnarly messy just scrappy i was just like hammering yeah, it the was piano mad. um i remember thinking like what can this be when it gets recorded properly and i remember we you started playing it on the piano we so for the recording process pete our producer was like i'm going to use half the fee you're giving me to buy a piano and it's going to be like the metal art piano i'm going to buy it for the studio i've wanted one for a long time i'm going to use it as an excuse and so he he took you piano shopping right he did i mean it's not linked to this song specifically but this, the piano does come into that later but he took you piano shopping and you chose the upright piano that's now in middle farm studios that yes. has been on amazing records i think it's on the fizz record <clears throat> that's coming out soon they've put a couple of songs out i'm pretty sure it's i know that uh, dodie played it a lot she was in after us 
all has got it on her new songs. I mean, yeah. God knows who else has been in there and played it's that piano. It's a beautiful piano. It's an amazing piano. And um, and it was quite inspiring to have that to gravitate towards. And it instantly, with the felt on it, was like a really fun thing to gravitate towards. And you playing that version, we were all just like, I don't think this needs anything else with it. And so the first iteration of Borrowed Recorded was me, you and Pete at the exact same time playing the piano. And it was such a beautiful version. I'm sure it maybe still exists somewhere. And it was messy and rushed because we weren't playing to a click, I don't think. It was just like completely on our own terms. Loads of counter rhythms and just mentalness on the piano. But there was a real sense of camaraderie together when we played that. Like, And that, I think that informed what the final song became. We all lived with it for a while and decided actually, you know, I, I wanted the drums back on there. I think I wanted it to become this bigger song. Um, and so we sort of like scrapped it and started again. But the essence of that, of, you know, Pete playing the counter rhythms... <laughs> in the high part and you playing it or me playing those weird little mid notes and yeah yeah it's just it was such a joyous experience to create that song and it only got more interesting when we put rick on the drums and and then pete took rick's drumming and chopped it all up and it became this breakbeaty very middle farm sounding drum song and and really represented like some of the essence of our original ep that we you know recorded at middle farm 10 years ago and those sounds and that feeling of like big and small you know you're like yeah and it gave me an opportunity to sing loud as well as which is really fun so we have this delicate this delicate piano and this delicate voice and then we all kind of grow with it and the drums get bigger and i get bigger and even you like there's that that dub you did with the radio mic oh yeah do you remember you yeah, had yeah. like a weird old like i don't know what you'd yeah, call it I, I walkie-talkie kind yeah. of thing like a, a frequency i don't know what, what i'm trying yeah. to guess i don't know but you started doing the overdubs for that and it just became this really cool song and it, it it's so weird how it's very different to the rest of the album but it's somehow sits in in between it like I don't, it doesn't jump out at me as something that it feels odd and alien no it um, was so so cool and going back to us three playing the piano exactly the same time like it was so special because you knew especially recording on tape as well you knew there were only so many tries of mm, this that mm. you were going to get and we didn't have like a crazy amount of time left by that point. So I think we yeah, like, that was quite near the end of one of the weeks, wasn't it? I think I feel like we were not rushing, but we were like... We wanted to get it down. Yeah, I think we wanted the whole record done in that first week yeah. in some version to live with it and come back and then... Yeah, and Pete's kind of good at being like, kind of putting the pressure on lightly to just be like, um, you know, like how we've spoken about before, to not care as much, be like, this is how we're playing it. This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, we don't need to be crazy about it. So we kind of knew that we only have one take left and that the the nerves but also the adrenaline and mm. pressure of being like oh my god this is the take and everyone has to get it right yeah at the same time yeah. no one can fuck up everyone's got to be in, on time yeah. perfectly because yeah. with that much piano and there those many rhythms going if you're not like spot on time like you're mm-hmm. fucking the whole thing up basically so yeah. i just remember we do have a video of it that we'll share on instagram at some point but you know when that was finally finished we all just took the mass like a huge deep breath being like oh my god yeah, i feel like there was like shouting and like yeah we like whooped like woo like oh my god we did it yeah it was crazy um it was a really fun i mean out of all of our studio experiences i don't remember that one being at all painful because no. stu- the studio can be painful i think is not just because you're taking your songs in and watching someone else put their mark on them and sometimes it's not how your brains thought about it or sometimes it's just the demo you're so attached to it you can never really get back to that again because yeah. it's but Borrowed was a really fun one to to watch it evolve. And it might possibly be my favorite song off the record. 
but then that changes every time you put a song it's out. definitely 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 up there i'd yeah. say it's my top three mm -hmm. for sure mm -hmm. and the video we filmed literally in the room yeah. over there i mean no, obviously if you're listening to this you won't, yeah. you won't know we're pointing to the room next door uh, um, we filmed in my bedroom and dan you're so amazing at this kind of stuff because you're like i think we'll figure something out like i'm sure and and i'm like i never not trust you because i know whatever you're going to do is going to be brilliant thank you but even I was like, what can we fucking do in my bedroom? Yeah. Like, what can we actually do? Yeah, it was simple, but I felt like it's but difficult. It was, it's perfect. Yeah. It's so, so good. It's tricky with a song like Borrow because it, there's so much going on. You almost can't match that. You should let the song kind of do what it's doing and just kind of have something that it's more of a mood piece, I think. And I think it does kind of capture the some of that kind of frenetic, frantic, cutting energy. Yeah. Originally, I was going to do it so that every single shot would cut on the arpeggiated piano so the dum 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 yeah. dum i tied it up and i come it was like 200 or 400 cuts and i started doing it and i probably got maybe up to the last chorus <laughs> like as i was and it, you had to manually like i you couldn't do one and copy and paste because even though we we did that version eventually to a click naturally there's a bit of push and pull with the notes right. and so it wasn't quite bang on so you have to listen to every oh my note. god so i'm pressing the cursor one frame at a time to find every arpeggiated piano cutting the shot and then i i yeah i couldn't watch it till i'd done enough of it to see it and i got to that last chorus probably took about four hours no maybe like an hour and then i pressed play and i was like that's so bad really it just didn't work it was just like chaos it was just it looked like the computer was gonna blow up really it was glitchy <laughs> and like but not not in a cool way it yeah. was it was actually really annoying and difficult to watch and i was like oh my god like what an ordeal to get to that point and then i had to just go back and sort of like I didn't undo the whole thing, but just drag shots back out to give it more space to breathe a bit more. And then what it ended up being was a bit more like random. And I think that kind of works better, but it was a painful learning experience. I can only imagine <laughs> yeah. how tedious that oh, was. Oh my God, it was it was something else. But um, I don't know, it's something, it is, I think I, I do complain a lot about, you know, doing simplified videos sometimes, but actually there's, there is some interesting thing about having a ceiling. In this instance, it was like, okay, you've got a room and one shot and you've got a couple of toys to put in front of the camera, like some lenses. Like, what can you do? And I think it's a good exercise to test that sometimes and think like, and that was one, you know, that's why I drew back on it or came back on it because it was too much with all the cutting. So actually simplifying it even more, going back to just you sat in the chair. Um, yeah. It was really, really, really cool. I feel like it's good to do that with songwriting too. Like you can only use these three chords or mm -hmm, stuff like mm -hmm. that when you kind of limit yourself enough it really like forces you to be more creative. In yeah, a way. I've always really loved that. I think when we first did our our, our EP duel with Ant West of Oh Wonder fame, um, he, we did it in Josie's like outhouse in the back of her parents' place. And I remember Ant saying, let's just use what's in the room. So if you want a drum beat, hit a book or, or hit a desk or like, you know, it's, it's like if it's in the room, use it. And if it's not, then don't stress about it. Like, yeah. and there was something really liberating about like when you listen to a song you're like it, it needs something and rather than just jumping into like contact and being like skipping through a thousand synths and getting frustrated you're looking around the room at tangible things tactile nature and i think from that experience that really changed the way i saw production i think yeah. i was like oh wait a minute like it doesn't all need to be in the computer and actually we went in postcards we let jj our producer kind of steer us more in the computer route and again, it was a good exercise of being like, okay, that's what happens if you do that. Mm -hmm. And then, and I think the difference between that, what the album sounds like and what the EP sounds like is quite different. Yeah. Um, I think we've got a nice mix on this album of like 
lots as much natural stuff as possible mm -hmm. and then pete has wherever needed or necessary or to or to like make it sound better he's gone in and like chopped things up and made things better and i think we finally found our feet we found a bit of a mix of both which yeah. is where we land i think definitely uh, you're right it does sound very natural and even something like borrowed to me even with a lot of processing like very compressed drums and chopped up drums and it still has this element of like i can hear us playing it yeah for and sure. i think that's really wonderful to have on the track i do love borrowed it's a fave yeah but yeah well, well done everyone yeah well done <laughs> till next time till the next one bye <laughs> bye <laughs>